When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Mike Vrabel is no longer the coach of the Tennessee Titans because they didn't want him to be the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smolman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. You can listen to us on ESPN Radio, watch us on ESPNU. Initial reaction when you heard this yesterday, CeCe, that they fired him. They didn't trade him to New England. He wasn't leaving to go back to Ohio State hypothetically, or any other job. It's just, eh, you know what? We're going to move on from you. They're not a serious organization. According to Diana Rossini from The Athletic, Mike Vrabel didn't go to the front office or ownership and say that he wanted out. He didn't ask to be traded. They just made this decision that they were going to move off of him because there was clearly a power struggle between him and now general manager Rand Carthon. And I get it. As a GM, your first year on the job, you want to get your own coach in there. But why would you get rid of a coach that you got proof of concept can win football games, especially when it's with quarterbacks like Blaine Gabbard and Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota and Malik Willis and Josh Dobbs and Will Levis? Those are the starting quarterbacks that Mike Vrabel has had during his six-year tenure as the head coach of the Titans. He's won multiple playoff games. He's got an AFC championship game uh, appearance. He's 54-45, and which is the 12th best record in the NFL during that six-year span. The guy can coach his ass off, Mm -hmm. and you got rid of him because you didn't get along with him. I I just don't understand that, Smalls. And they're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody that is an upgrade over Mike Vrabel that has as much runway as Mike Vrabel has, too. This is a guy that's 48 years old and has been a part of the National Football League as a player or a coach for 21 years, how are you going to replace that person? I, I just, I don't know how it happens. Good luck doing that. Good luck replacing him and finding yourself an upgrade. But I guess my question is, if I'm Titans ownership, why isn't Mike Vrabel the one that's getting the benefit of the doubt? If there is a disconnect between the head coach and the GM, why doesn't Mike Vrabel get the vote of confidence in that dispute? That's what I can't understand. Um the thing that I still don't know about is what happened with John Robinson, their ex-GM. Like, why was he no longer there? Because we always thought that he and Vrabel were tied together from their Patriots days. And so and Mike, their contracts. Right. And Mike Vrabel feels like the kind of guy that you would say, hey, we're, we're going to move on from Robinson. We're going to hire a GM. Who do you want to work with? Not here's who's the GM. You now report to that person, right? He feels like the kind of, like, it just feels like if you're going to bring in Jim Harbaugh, he's going to then pick his GM. I would, I would think, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not what happened here, so it creates that divide. Vrabel's next stop is going to be fascinating. Every single open job right now, I assume, would be happy to have him, right? We have yes. to assume Agreed. every open job. Agreed. There are Even jobs that aren't open. That's the second Those part. coaches would be happy. Those, those teams would be happy to have him. Exactly And right. they would gladly get rid of their coach. Exactly right. There's a list of teams that also have employed coaches that would be happy to have him. 
I believe there's a college that would be happy to have him in Ohio State. Where he goes next, we don't know because there's an argument to be made that maybe he just sits back, doesn't even bother answering calls yet, and lets the New England situation play itself out before he starts to make these calls. Or Because you know what? He may want the New England job, but also may want to morally and ethically say, I had nothing to do with getting Belichick fired. I stayed out of it. No contact until that move was made. Because that I don't think those guys are best friends. But I'm sure Vrabel has a level of respect. For oh, I'm sure there's that mutual respect there. But here's the thing that, that's ironic about this situation. In an offseason where you have maybe the best crop of coaches that are available in, in the last decade in the NFL, the New York Jets are staying pat with Rob Sala, oh. Joe Douglas as their general manager, and running it back in 2024 with Rodgers. How wild is that, Smalls? You could potentially have Jim Harbaugh. You could have Mike Vrabel, and I know he wouldn't go there, but Bill Belichick could be on the open market amongst other candidates. We didn't even bring up Ben Johnson, the OC from the Lions, or Frank Smith, the OC from the Dolphins, or Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. We didn't even bring those names up. Or Antonio Pierce. Or Antonio Pierce, interim head coach with the Ravens. We didn't even bring those names up. Think about how good a, a crop of coaches that we have out there that are looking for jobs and the New York Jets are staying with Rob Sala. Wow. And Joe Douglas, for that matter, their general wow. manager. Because wow, why? Aaron Rodgers is in charge of the team, for better or worse. Dan Graziano joined us in the 7 a.m. Eastern hour. You can go back on the ESPN app and listen to the podcast. It is well worth it. Trust me. And Graz did not hold back on his feelings about the Jets with Rodgers right now, saying that they are all in on him. From the Jets' perspective, since Rodgers got there, in fact, since before Rodgers got there, everything has seemed to be about having Aaron Rodgers and doing whatever that took to to maintain. So I don't think you're going to hear anything bad from the Jets about Aaron Rodgers, no matter what lunatic insanity he spews on anyone's airways. Uh, I think they're all in, for better or for worse. Whether that's a good thing for the Jets or not remains to be seen. So far, it has been a disastrously bad thing for the Jets. And they're a year in. So, but they're not going to, I don't think they're going to like wake up and go, oh, this guy's poisonous. We need to get rid of him. They're all in. He also was asked by Smalls about the reaction, CC, about the reaction around the league. I think Aaron's, you know, sort of living down to his reputation in a lot of ways uh, as a, as a, you know, attention hungry, you know, self-absorbed individual that, you know, you hear a lot of things about how he's been in the Jets building since he got there and they're positive, you know. Con artists can be very convincing, <laughs> and uh, I think if he's if he's got the Jets fooled about who he is, then that's too bad for them, and eventually they'll pay the price for it. But uh, he's obviously uh, a liar and a, a, a narcissistic con artist uh, who is bad for everything he touches, and I think ultimately the Jets will pay the price. That is as strong of a statement as you could have about one player in the National Football League, and I don't know where things changed for Rodgers. Because he wasn't always this way. No. He, let's just be honest, okay? Even more than we've already been. Rodgers didn't like Favre. Rodgers' whole thing with Favre for a long time was, I want to do everything the opposite way that Favre does. He's become Favre and a worse, way worse from a football perspective, not real life perspective. The impact on the team, I think, is even worse. Uh, I, I mean. And he did not like him. I, I, I don't care what he says. Here's the now. thing. I, I don't. I mean, the last time we've seen a player come undone like this toward the end of their career was Antonio Brown. I thought you were going to go there. Yeah, I mean, like, like that's that's what we're some interesting tweets last night. That's that's what we're talking about now with Aaron Rodgers. This is this is bizarro world. 
Like, I mean, he tried to obfuscate himself in the comments that he made a week ago about Jimmy Kimmel and when he intimated that he could be on the Jeffrey Epstein list and saying, oh, well, I didn't say that he was on the list. I said he's not going to be happy about the list coming out. No, you actually meant that, you know, Jimmy Kimmel was worried about his name being on the list. That, that Like, we, we didn't misread that. We didn't misquote you. Like, you were leading us down that path. Just like you were leading us down the path when you said you were immunized, everybody took that to mean you were vaccinated a few years ago. Now, I don't want to relitigate any of that stuff, but this is who this guy is. I mean, he's, he's just smart enough to get himself in trouble, and I just don't understand the rationale, the why behind him doing these things. It doesn't make any sense. There is nothing to be gained. So when he talks about getting the BS out of the building and putting the focus on winning championships and not other distractions, bruh, you are the distraction. When you look at Green Bay, when you look at the New York Jets over the last three years, the common denominator is you. I don't understand why Rodgers can't see it. He's not self-aware. And to Graz's point, and I've said this before about him too, he's a narcissist of the umpteenth degree. And I don't know how you have that dude in a leadership position in your organization expecting good things. Con artist and liar, Smalls. Like, this is the thing that's so interesting to me about this. You guys know, and I will have no problem sharing with the audience, I want to talk about non-sports stuff more than anybody. I, I love the idea of talking about sports and non-sports. But when, yeah. I, when I always say to you guys, hey, let's, what if we work in this or what if we work in that? Jeffrey Epstein and... COVID-19, not exactly on that list. Like, it's fine if he wants to talk about non-sports stuff. Why are we going there? But here's the thing, guys. I'm not going to absolve Aaron Rodgers because he's the one who is making himself available for these interviews. He's the one who is saying these things. He is putting himself firmly in the headlines. But the New York Jets do not have to employ him. Yes, they went all in on him. Yes, they thought they were a quarterback away. And leading up to the season, before he got injured, he did a lot of positive things with that organization. We cannot deny that. They galvanized around him. And it felt like for the first time in a really long time that the New York Jets were going to be different, that this guy was was different and it, that he was going to change the culture around them. We single-handedly thought he was the culture of the New York Jets, but then he got injured and it was this massive regression. And he is completely correct in what he's saying when he says all of the BS that has nothing to do with football and nothing to do with winning has got to get out of the building. But it's on his employers to make that decision. He's not going to remove himself. It's up to the head coach, to the GM, to ownership to say enough is enough. Because by the way, when Aaron Rodgers is in the headlines, he's representing your brand. He's representing you. Is this who you want to be the face of your franchise? Because you're allowing it. You're allowing it by letting him do it and by bringing him back. And what I can't understand, guys, for the life of me is why Aaron Rodgers feels the need to do this. He left Green Bay to prove something. He knows especially now more than ever after he got injured and had to miss this season, that he has a finite amount of time left in his football life. We're talking legacy. He wanted to leave Green Bay to prove that he could do it elsewhere. And if you're the guy that can go into the New York Jets and get it done, that is literally legacy-altering stuff. And instead of buckling down and just focusing on football and rehab and getting ready for this next season where you could go out there and actually make a difference on the football field. You're talking about all this stuff. I just can't understand why he thinks it's necessary. And the only conclusion that I can come to is that he really likes it. He enjoys it. Oh, it's legacy altering. All right. I I mean, here's the thing. The four MVPs have gone out of the window. The Super Bowl in 2010 has gone out of the window. 
This will be what people remember Aaron Rodgers for. At the end with Green Bay and with the New York Jets. This is it. Similar to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown had a stretch in his career, a six-year stretch, that was better than any other receiver that ever wore cleats, including Jerry Rice. That's how good Antonio Brown was in a six-year stretch. And nobody cares about that because of all the nonsense at the end of his NFL career and stuff that has happened since. That's where Aaron Rodgers is teetering on right now. And Small, you said something when you talked about representing the Jets brand. The irony is not lost on me that this guy is still talking about Dr. Fauci and the COVID-19 vaccine and spewing misinformation to the degree where now other networks are picking up the story and asking, why is this guy continuing to do this? Why is he continuing to attack these people? I I watch CNN just for political entertainment. I'm not a political person, but I like it because it's entertainment. It's a different form of entertainment. They were talking about this on multiple shows yesterday. They even had guest analysts to talk about Aaron Rodgers and what he was saying in his 27-minute rant on McAfee. It, 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 I, I, I'm, I'm running out of words to talk about the situation. The only thing that I can come back with is bizarre. And I'm sitting here wondering to myself, if you're Woody Johnson, how in the world can you think that this is going to lead to anything good for your franchise continuing to employ this dude? The only way out of this stuff in sports is to win, and he ain't playing anymore. It's a long time before he's playing again. We're going to see Draymond Green come back. If the Warriors start to win, we're going to forget quickly about all the stuff that happened until it happens again, potentially, but we're not going to think about that if you win. He is so far from winning right now that he doesn't erase some of these thoughts in our minds, and I believe he has become everything he despised early in his career. He didn't like Favre early in his career. That's known. He also doesn't love Russell Wilson, right? Mm -hmm. The celebrity quarterback nature of Russell Wilson. Well, Russell Wilson has kept his mouth shut on everything all year. And Russell Wilson has become the guy that actually teams may look at this offseason and say, if you're going to cut him and pay him that much money, we'll take him for a dollar. That's fine. No doubt. He's he's not going to actually disrupt anything. Oh, nobody's touching Aaron Rodgers. This is it. He's not going. He's not playing for nobody else. He is radioactive. Nobody is touching Aaron Rodgers anymore. The juice just ain't worth the squeeze. And I'm amazed at how fast we got here, Ev. And to your point, and you've been bringing this up for the last few weeks, and I'll give you credit for it, Brian Gutekunst did a masterful job in getting rid of this problem and transitioning away from a legendary quarterback. No one else in the NFL had the guts to do it, but he was willing to do it. And he's coming up aces now when we look at that move in hindsight. The sound of the day. We have a big debate. Is it Dan Graziano or the coach of the Toronto Raptors? Because obviously those two are normally using the same sentence. We'll debate that coming up next. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Evan Canty and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike. Tomorrow on ESPN Radio. It's a Western Conference showdown in Los Angeles. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and the Suns face LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Lakers. James steps back deep to hits at the horn. Coverage begins tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern with tip-off at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. We are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, and you can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dots of Prepper call online at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation. Presented by Dots of Prepper, it's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. So, mm-hmm. yes, the Lakers are going to be playing against the Suns, but last night, your Lakers, CC, played against the Raptors. Normally, you'd sit there and say, okay, was well, that like a hot game? Lakers-Raptors, middle of the season? Well, the Lakers did game. They, they won by game, one yeah. point. Okay, if they won by one point, maybe we'd like mention it. It would, it would be obviously a topic that the Lakers are back to 500 and maybe things are getting right here. But um, what was interesting about this game was on the Raptors side of it that their head coach, Darko Ryakovic, excuse me. There you uh, go. You got it. Got it there right. we you go. Got there him. we go. His Evan. team lost the Lakers. The Lakers are always relevant. The Raptors are relevant, maybe sometimes. Um, yeah, well, he didn't like the free throw disparity, 23-2 to two in the fourth quarter of the game, and um, went Graziano postgame. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That's 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 outrageous. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in in the fourth quarter. How to play the game? I all, I understand respect for all stars and all that, but we have star players on our team as well. If that's if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening? Happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. Uh, face of the league, though. Uh, <laughs> Scotty Scott Barnes gonna be the face of the league. That's news to me. Be, He's be a good I, player. Scotty Barnes is an all star. I give credit where credit is due. Duke can ball, but face of the league, bro. But are we in LeBron category? Wait, can we just, can we just like, out hey, ourselves on one thing? You, you ain't you ain't Giannis or Jokic, bro. <laughs> we out ourselves on one thing. What's so, up? Before the show, we all meet as a group, but we all have like individual conversations with producers because we want things to be natural and surprising at times on the air. I said the same thing as Cece said. We both hear the sound and we're like, Scotty Barnes basically. That is not a topic at all. Like, that is not the thing here. You have an NBA head coach basically saying, was the game fixed last night? And all we can focus on in our conversation with Nuno today is Scotty Barnes face of the league. Great player. But face of the league? Nah, dog. Right, so let's get back to the, the matter at hand. He's going to get fined a lot of money because you can't even, Smalls, allude to the idea that a game, I don't want to say it was fixed, but kind of alluded to the game being fixed. Yeah, you can be critical of the league. You can be critical of the officiating. You could probably even be critical of the commissioner. Not wise to do any of those three, but you probably could get away with some of that, especially in the heat at the moment like that when you're really passionate about what's happening. You can't mess with the bag. You absolutely cannot mess with the bag. And we know how 
important and frankly critical sports betting is to to what we do every day, to the holistic nature of these leagues. It is infused in everything we do. We talk about betting every day, and the league is going to have to make a statement here. Whether you intended to or not, you implied by saying, if this is already predetermined before we before we tip off, we won't even show up. You implied that this was fixed in some way or another, or that it was skewed in one way or another. And if that's going to impact the bag, it's no good for business. Yeah, you got to protect the integrity of the game, and all of these sports leagues are showing you that remember Calvin Ridley missed a year yes. because he was gambling with fantasy football like that happened remember a few years ago the NBA had to deal with its own scandal with a ref in Tim Donahue who had ties to underworld figures and potentially was fixing games like that was a real thing that happened and so if you're Adam Silver you have to send a strong message that that type of commentary post game is not going to be allowed even if it's in the heat of the moment even if you're frustrated because you feel like the the game was called one-sided. Now, as a former player, I'll tell you this. You're not supposed to let the game be so close where it comes down to a bad call from the ref. Every player across all sports will tell you, we don't want to let the game come down to the refs. If it does, that's your fault. It's kind of like the overtime thing. If you lose the coin toss in overtime, well, why the hell did you let the game get in overtime? Mm -hmm. Well, if you're so upset uh, uh, potentially losing a game because of a free throw disparity in the fourth quarter. Why did you let the game come to that? In a game where there was, what, 23 lead changes and 11 in the fourth quarter, you've got to find moments to be able to take control of that game. And to me, Ryakovich's comments take the focus off of the things that his team needs to do better in order to find themselves on the winning side of those types of games. Because he does have a relatively young team. I mean, you are talking about Scotty Barnes being a young guy. Emmanuel Quickly, young guy. That's Scotty Barnes, face of the league. Face of the league. R.J. Barrett, young guy. These are all players that are going to be taking their cues from you, dog. Like that, don't give them the out and saying the refs gave us the old screw job. No, you guys need to be better. How about not letting Anthony Davis drop 41 points and 11 boards on you? How about don't do that? And maybe you have a chance to win, regardless of what the refs are doing. I, I just, to me, you, you can't take the focus off of that. And, and, and that's why the NBA is going to drop the hammer on the Raptors head coach. I got to think it's a six-figure fund. I ha- and by the way, I don't know how much he makes. He's a first-time head coach. Well, so, you know it's seven figures. So. Right, but I'm saying it's not like, you know, he's Popovich making $19 million a year. It's not like it's Spolster now with the reported by Adrian Wojnarowski, eight-year, $120 million deal, Ooh. underpaid, underpaid for sure. I ain't a math guy, but that's a lot of money. Underpaid. Anyway, so he's still probably not making that much money. Well, he's making a lot of money, but I'm saying in comparison to his peers, where a six-figure fine is a big fine. But I'm curious, knowing it was never fixed— did you ever leave a game, CC, thinking to yourself, this field or this felt field? This felt this field? <laughs> this felt fixed. No. Never. No. Because it's so ridiculous to even go there. Yeah. Because yeah. he said in the clip we played, Smalls, if this is the way it's gonna be, we don't need to show up. I mean, what? Again, what? <laughs> what, regardless of what your intent was with that comment, it's going to be received a certain way by a lot of people, and you can't do that. Yeah, I don't know what he makes, Ed, but he's going to learn today. <laughs> he's going to learn today. That's a six-figure fine, though. In 2005, the NBA fined Jeff Van Gundy $100,000 when he was the coach of the Rockets. That's the largest ever for a coach. And the story goes, it was a day after accusing officials of targeting center Yao made during the playoffs and said um, that Mark Cuban, the then-majority governor of the Mavs, was to blame for that. This is worse than that. 
Explain why. Well, 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 he's challenging the integrity of the game. Like, that's the part that makes it worse because of all of the interest that fans have across the NBA with sports gambling and fantasy sports, all of those different things. Like, this is important to protect the integrity of the league and protect those revenue streams because all of a sudden, if people think you have a fixed product, they don't have any confidence in your product, then then you're going to see a significant impact on your bottom line. And if we've learned anything across all sports, when it comes to these owners and governors, if you do anything to impact the bottom line negatively, there's going to be hell to pay. Yes. So Darko went after the refs. Graz went after Rodgers. Wink Martindale, now former, G- former defensive coordinator of the Giants, went after Dayball. Yeah. It's an interesting day we've had today, yeah. right, with some of these stories. All right, coming up, ESPN Power Rankings. Top three people you'd want to sit in a suite with from ESPN, a la MJ and Jeter and Travis Scott and Stephen A. We'll get to that next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN Radio, ESPNU, along with Smalls, Evan Cohen with you. CC ditched us. He got up. Doesn't like somebody on our show, which we'll get to in a little bit. He's over at Get Up. On ESPN right now with Greeny and company. All right, just to get you up to speed on some of the things going on, we do have uh, Mike Vrabel out in Tennessee. Obviously, we know that. Uh, where he goes next has been a huge topic of conversation. Could it be New England if Belichick's not the coach? I hope he's still the coach in New England. Could it be Ohio State as I'm throwing out there? Could it be a juicy one like Smalls is throwing out there? Smalls, where are you saying, hey, you know what? What about Vrabel in? What about, guys, Vrabel in Chicago? Bum, bum. Come on, this is juicy. Think about it. I know Matt Eberflus got this team pointed in the right direction by the end of this season. And in any other scenario, we'd be talking about Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields poised to take that next step with the Bears next season. But Justin Fields is likely gone because they have the number one overall pick and they're likely going to take Caleb Williams. And if you're not going to to commit to Matt Eberflus for, I think, a minimum of three years moving forward, then you need to move on from him. You need to make sure that Caleb Williams is going to have stability in his early career. And again, assuming they pick Caleb Williams, whoever the quarterback is, your rookie quarterback that is going to hopefully be transformational for your franchise needs to have stability. We've seen it time and time again where bad organizations pull the plug early on a head coach and it stunts the development of these young players. Don't put him in a Bryce Young situation. So if you're not ready to commit to Matt Eberflus for at least three years, then you're in the market for a new head coach. I agree with you. And all of a sudden, a guy named Mike Vrabel is available. A guy who you know is an amazing leader of men, 
who's had success in the National Football League and who always has his teams prepared. And doesn't his personality, Evan, and the way that he coaches and his style of play feel like, feel like it absolutely fits Chicago and fits the Bears? A hundred percent, yes. And if you look around the league, there are countless situations. Could you see Vrabel? See, this is this is not fair what we're doing in terms of firing coaches that have jobs, but let's just play this out. I mean, Vrabel in Buffalo. Oh, that's good. Vrabel too. in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Vrabel in Philly. Love that too. These don't feel like Vrabel fits. I mean, come on. You look around the league. He is going to be wanted by so many teams, I would assume, including New England, if they move on from Belichick or if Belichick somehow moves on from them. That I think that when we look at this situation now, this is as hot of a candidate pool as you're ever going to see that we currently are sitting here with Mike Vrabel, Jim Harbaugh, and potentially Bill Belichick. Those are three coaches that any college team would hire, any pro team would hire, and... Three coaches that could get incumbent head coaches fired around the league. Now, we have done this now, and this is now hopefully going to become a staple of our show. We did last week our ESPN power rankings of people you'd want to go out at night with dinner, out to a bar, club, whatever it may be. We gave our power rankings of people today. In honor of Stephen A. Smith, Michael Jordan, Derek Jeter, and Travis Scott, the rapper, in a suite together at the national championship game, Michigan over Washington on Monday night, we're doing our ESPN powers, power rankings of top three people you would want to go to a sporting event with and sit in that suite with. Smalls, kick us off. What do you have for us? So that specific scenario is the template that I use when constructing my list. When we saw Stephen A in that box, we were like, man, Stephen A is a huge star. But to that level, with Jordan, with Jeter, with Travis Scott, people were like, was that Stephen A's box? Did he invite them in? And with my list, I want people to say the same thing, Evan. I want them to say... How did Michelle get past security? Do they know she's in there? Does she have dirt on them? Is she blackmailing them? Like, why did they let her Jeez. in this suite? Because I am so... Downgrade yourself a little bit more, Smalls. Well, my when you hear, my, you hear my list, I am not in the same echelon as these three people. So kicking it off at number three... Who's bigger than SVP? Scott Van Pelt is in the suite. He is the face of SportsCenter. He's one of the faces of our network. He's a legend, and he's a cool guy. Don't you want to sit down and watch a sporting event with SVP? He's number one on the list. He's as versatile a pick as it could be. You could put him in that suite with a with a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, and he could, he could hang. You could put him in there with the biggest sports fan that's like completely wasted out of their minds. Shirts coming off, pants are coming off. Van Pelt feels like the kind of guy that. Could Why are pants coming off? I'm saying I don't know. Like pants undone. You whatever you do in your suite, you keep it over there. Pants are staying on in my suite. Pants pants have to stay on in the suite. Okay, you get the point. <laughs> Van Pelt is versatile, where he can hang with both parties in that spot. Everybody likes Scott Van Pelt. If you don't like Scott Van Pelt, I don't like you. He is in my suite. Number two, again, we're talking heavy hitters. We're talking elite A plus people at our network. Number two is Joe Buck, the St. Louis end. Obviously, we're going to talk St. Louis. We're going to talk Cardinals. He'll probably be annoyed with me. Actually, we'll talk Blues because Joe Buck is a big Blues fan. But when you think about big events, it's Joe Buck. He is the top of the mountain when it comes to to broadcasters. So Joe Buck is in the box. And he's sneaky hilarious. Uh, not sneaky. He's, he's hilarious. He's got that dry sense of humor. Like, he's a good hang. No he's doubt. Hilarious. Joe Buck is a good hang. And number one on the list, again, we're talking heavy hitters here. So Stephen A. Smith is in the suite. Right. I mean, he's more popular than some NBA, NBA franchises. 
Here's the thing, though. He's in there. I love your list, and I think they're as versatile as could be in terms of who they could talk to. But Stephen A. would then compare that suite to the suite he was just in. He's like, I'm okay, not- I'm with Buck, SVP, and Smalls. I was just with MJ, Jeter, and Travis Scott. That's okay. He he knows who the company is. It's totally different than those players and entertainers. This is strictly ESPN people. And I think if Stephen A. were to understand the requirements, he would get in that suite and say, this is the top of the top. This is the best of the best. All right, my list, a big three of people that you would want to be in a suite with from ESPN. Let me go first off with Teddy Bruschi. I mean, think about if that game was tonight. I could sit there and talk to Brewski about Vrabel and everything going on there. I could talk to him about Belichick and everything going on with the Patriots. I mean, he's a perfect guy to sit in that suite with because of everything going on. He's a cool, nice guy. He's got great opinions. That's Real, Real quick, how fast do you think he would get up and say he has to go to the bathroom and go sit in a different seat away Like when I say, like, hey, do you think Brendan Schooler could be better on specials than Matthew Slater one day? And I'm just breaking down gunners on the Patriots? Yeah, I think he'd be bored out of his mind by me. (laughs) The next one, a person I know will not be bored out of her mind because she's been around me, but she's fun. She could talk about anything. Her laugh is contagious. Linda Cohn. Linda Cohn has to be on that list. Linda Cohn would be so fun in a suite that she could talk to anybody. I'm telling you, if you're around her and she laughs, you start laughing, which how could that not be fun? And my next person, the top three ESPN personalities to go to a suite with, is somebody now I may leave cold because he may steal my jacket like he did with Smalls yesterday by accident, taking her jacket, wearing it to Washington, D.C. on a train. It went on a ride. Dominique Foxworth. Former NFL Sounds player, awesome. you every time you talk to him, you learn from him because he's so smart. It was ahead of the Players Association forever. But the other thing about Foxworth is I know I would have to step up my game. Every single time I see him, he critiques my outfits. So I know, okay, I have to focus on looking right, feeling right to get in there with Dominique Foxworth. So I got Foxworth, Elko, and Teddy Bruschi. Great list. Love your list. Now, you're right. You better bring it when it comes to your clothes because Dominique is the fashion police here at the Seaport. Every yes. day that he comes in, he comments on our outfits. He said that you had, what, stepdad swag? Yes. Yes. You no, didn't... I don't think he said swag. No, 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 no. He didn't say swag. Okay, <laughs> yeah, he didn't he say just swag. Said stepdad style. Correct. The uh, I don't even know that he said style. No, no, I think no. it's just you look like a stepdad. You yeah. look like a stepdad. Okay, fair. So you know that if you're going in the suite, you better bring it with the outfits. So we're gonna we're gonna keep doing this. So two things: one, yeah. you guys keep complaining about Michelle, her taking your picks, but you allow her to go first. No, no, so that's come on. on, that's on you. But mm. two, should we stop? Are, should we stop being allowed to? Include people that we've hung out with because Michelle has hung out with SVP. Like she's no, done, no, no. She, I've never. Well, you've well, never done big time things with SVP. No, not me and him hanging out. I was just there because I was producing the show that he was on uh, when I used to produce Rosillo and Canel back in the day. Obviously, SVP and Rosillo was a show prior to that. He's very close with Ryan Rosillo, so he would come and sit in on the show and hang out. But it's not like me and SVP have ever gone out for drinks. He probably doesn't even know who I am. Well, based on that logic with Nuno, I guess I could never pick you, Nuno, because you and I went to a suite together. Big Rangers Blues game last year. Everybody's buzzing about Nuno and I in a suite together last year. 
last year. I was there too, but I was not. Not in the suite. Not in no, suite. No, no, no one was buzzing about you and I hanging on the suite together. The Boy, did we eat a lot. I'll tell you that much. The streets were talking. Did you see Nuno and Evan Cohen up in the box together? <laughs> no, the suites were talking is what it was that day. So, well, then you got to give us these rules and regulations. You're in charge, Nuno. Yeah, come on. I know that you obviously don't run a tight ship because half of your staff doesn't even show up. Oh, we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying then you got to give us the rules and regulations about ESPN Power Rank. So because I've hung out with Linda Cohn. And because we hang out with Foxworth around the the office here, and you've hung out with um, no, with SVP, I, I think it is social, with... but in a social setting. I think you have not like that. I think that changes, right? Like the first week, um, Canty grabs a couple. He of his picked teammates. only his friends, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, like literally only his friends. But he, we were picking the best hangs at ESPN, and so I think that that still right because he has experience though. With but that's that. okay. I've hung out with Elle Duncan, not socially, but I've worked with her, and she is. The coolest girl on earth, as I said. So obviously, I'm going to grab her up. I'm going to grab her for my my best hangs list. All right. Well, Nuno will give us rules and regulations moving forward. Uh, Mike Vrabel is no longer the coach of the Titans moving forward, and I'm going to guess Aaron Rodgers is no longer going to speak to Dan Graziano moving <laughs> forward. We will explain why coming up. Plus, do we have a full roster today? I think now we do. We'll explain what we hmm. mean next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. ESPNU. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Where is everybody? What just happened here? Did I just get ditched? Pat was no. asking the same thing. Where's, where are you guys? Can't make it back on time? I, I was can't here. believe I that Canty would not label. be here for this segment. Uh, oh, this you, is unbelievable. You, you. We have had... Oh, here he comes. We have had two security issues on our show over the last two days. Two different times oh, on our show. I have to get up and walk secure, away Oh, this is going to be amazing. Security has been called here, on. on our show... For different related incidents. Yesterday, Michelle Smallman's winter coat went missing. The entire ESPN seaport was looking for it. And literally, they had to go through tapes on the security cams trying to find it. Bristol security. (laughs) Bristol security was called to a point that we finally learned that Dominique Foxworth, ESPN NFL analyst, by accident, took it with him instead of because he thought it was his coat instead of his own coat. That was security issue number one on Unsportsmanlike. Security issue number two came today when we start the show at 6 a.m. Eastern and Nuno is here, Javante is here, Smalls is here, Cece is here, me, Evan Cohen, I'm here. And someone was missing. 
And at first you laugh about it because you think, oh, wow, Pat Costello, producer, may have overslept. That's funny. Oh, you know what? He's over today. Oh, Waking up on time. Exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, what did he do last night? <laughs> to a point that then it passes 7 a.m. Eastern. And you're thinking, well, somebody that wakes up at 4 a.m. normally oversleeping by three plus hours is kind of illogical that there's normally like a window of minutes to an hour maybe you oversleep like your body clock will wake you yeah. up so then nuno um you can take it from here i believe there's espn rules and regulations when somebody is more than one hour late is that correct well no it's because it's pat and i know this has happened occasionally but he's shown up before the show has started so never worried right but this one is different i called him i swear probably like 20 times kept you know, text them here and there. <laughs> 21 missed calls. 21. <laughs> so, like, it got to a point. I'm like, all right. It, you know, I'm like, I'm starting to worry now. Like, uh, so at 7 o'clock, I called our security uh, a group to say, hey, can we do a wellness check Unbelievable. On, on Pat? The, you know, he's not here yet. But I think what, by the 8 o'clock, we finally heard from Pat. So two security issues in two days. Pat, what happened to you? I wish I had a good story. I wish it wasn't just like I ate dinner and then went to sleep and woke up at 11 instead of when I, or 11, I woke up at eight instead of when I was supposed to. That's it? You just overslept? I just overslept. I just, I, my phone fell under my bed and I couldn't hear it and uh, just overslept. Don't really have a good explanation other than that. So you weren't even doing anything fun last night? You didn't stay out late, have a wild Tuesday that allowed you to sleep in you just ate dinner and went to bed ate some soup watched some hulu fell asleep and then it was eight so canty you as someone who's been in locker rooms and had a you know i'm assuming we're part of kangaroo courts or whatever they call them in the nfl wow deciding of deciding what the punishment is we had talked about the punishment knowing that it was just an oversleeping just like you know, there's nothing crazy, right? That happened, didn't get kidnapped, whatever yeah. it is. What is the didn't punishment? Get kidnapped. Well, I was. I feel like Nuno wanted something bad to happen. I didn't. No, no, we didn't. But, but here's the problem, Nuno. It can't just be about the amount of time that he missed, right? Because I was saying we take the Tom Coughlin approach and find him per minute. And you know, with Pat, we just gotta have a reduced rate because nobody's making NFL player money on this show. But I would say it would be a situation where we find him a dollar per minute, and then once we get to the first hour, then we just say we're gonna find you sixty bucks for missing the show. Now, because you created so much angst and worry, Pat, yeah. amongst us and put us in a state of emotional distress, I feel like it needs to be a little bit more. So I'm going to say this is about a $75 fine. I want to also point out, to CeCe's point, there was a moment in the show where Nuno said to me in my ear, let's not even talk about Pat not being here because we all started to actually real life get nervous. Yeah. but I will So say, that ups the charge a little bit. I will say, though, kind of brilliant by Pat, right? How? Because showing you, up late to work is brilliant. But if you oversleep and you show up at six fifteen, six thirty, then it's like I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh! Now he rolls in at eight a.m. essentially, and we're like, oh, we're just so glad you're okay. Mm. It go it goes from it changes. Yeah, we're, we're disappointed and upset. Where were you? How did you let this happen? To we're just so grateful that you're okay. Kind of brilliant. Can yeah, I? Ask? I totally planned it that way. Yeah, <laughs> I think I may have a price for us. Okay. So this morning, a massive tree fell down on my street where I literally couldn't get my car out of my street. I was worried. Yeah. Because you normally you're in hair and makeup with me in the morning and you weren't there. Right. And so I had to Uber it in from an hour plus away. What if he just pays me my Uber cost? 
Mm. No, because that only benefits you, not the show. But hold on, that only benefits you, not the entire show. That's a great we're, point. We're okay, what if he's fine? How about this? What if his fine is the Uber cost in the jar? So it doesn't go to me, but I, that's the number. So because I I worked hard to get in, he obviously did not. One hundred six fifty two. Pat, hello. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's like a wink, wink. He sure, la- he sure I'll off. pay it. You know, I mean, it's either that or get thrown in a cold tub. Take your pick, Pat. It's actually good for your health. Very right? yeah. benefit. I mean, it's up to you. I'm gonna uh, be late that day. You're no, 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 right. no, no. We'll, we'll find you. you. Guess what? Your wellness check knocking on your door. Yeah, we'll it's going to be a six foot eight, three hundred something pound man who played eleven I, I, years I, in the NFL. I don't know if that's going to work out for me though. In the current climate, this day and age, <laughs> beating on Pat's door probably not a good move for me. Yeah, I wasn't going there necessarily, but I understand. but Smalls understands. She's it's probably not the way we need to go. Okay, different, different times. Different times. <laughs> so one hundred six fifty two. It is in the jar for Pat Costello. While we're outing a million things here on different things I gotta out myself on something okay I realized the other day after the national championship game we come in yesterday we talk about Michigan's win I just felt like something was missing in that game Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna own it and I'll probably get ripped on for this but I missed the SEC Oh, Michigan versus the SEC would have been so much fun. Well, we got it. Michigan, Alabama. No, in the, in the national championship. I, I but, just, but I Washington's think- awesome. They're extremely well coached. They have a great quarterback. They deserve to be there. There's no argument against it. But I just felt like the game was missing something. And Washington losing doesn't feel like a big deal because it's not a happy to be there, but like, wow, what an accomplishment. Where if Alabama or Georgia were to lose in that game, it is a massive failure for them getting there and losing that I was trying to put my finger on what was that missing piece to the national championship puzzle. Now, by the way, thankfully, the nation didn't feel that way because the numbers were awesome on ESPN, so that's great that people were watching it and listening to it, but I missed the SEC. Yeah, I, I texted our group chat during Michigan-Alabama at the Rose Bowl and said, this feels like the natty. Mm-hmm. And even though the national championship still had the pomp and circumstance around it, when you have a Big Ten team versus an SEC team, especially with all of those storylines and those two coaches, that one just felt like regardless of who emerged to play in the national championship game, that that would hold so much weight. And you're right. Whether you love the SEC or you hate the SEC, you know that the talent is going to be there. They're the top tier conference in college football Mm -hmm. and there's going to be that polarizing emotion that's going to happen but i mean that's what college football is going to come down to now right the sec versus the big 10 like not just in the semifinal game but just think about the college football playoff overall all of those teams are going to be in the sec or the big 10 next year so i mean that's going to be really really interesting to see what happens with the other conferences but it's also going to be interesting to see what happens between both of those conferences because it's setting up to be those two Entities and then everybody else. Mm-hmm. You didn't miss it at all. No, you didn't feel like there was something. No, I was ready for. I was ready for something different. Did you, was, were you satisfied in what you got outside of the first and fourth quarters? Uh, you know what? I, it didn't go the way I thought it would go. It was still. It was impressive because I thought Michigan was the best team in the playoff, and it bared itself out. I just didn't see the game script going the way that it did because I didn't see Michigan rattling Michael Penix Jr the way that we saw. So flip it then for a second. What if I told you the Michigan-Washington game was a semifinal and the Michigan-Alabama game was the final? Exact results, the same exact way. Wouldn't we have a more buzzworthy Tuesday than we had? If well, we yeah, had the 20 came down to the final oh, yeah. play. Overtime, yeah, yeah, no question about it, yeah. That applied to a national championship game in Michigan-Washington to the semifinal. 
felt more right. The coaching carousel is wild right now in the NFL. We will dive into that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.